Welcome to Life on Less Meds, a podcast that reveals the truth about drug side effects and the best strategies to manage them. And now your host, Dr. Yosef Wittering. I'm Dr. Yosef Wittering. I'm delighted to be joined by Sean here today. Uh, Sean suffers from PSSD and he has kindly agreed to, to share his story. This is part of a larger series of interviews with uh, folks who have PSSD. So, you know, thank you, Sean, for coming coming on to chat about this. Please just, you know, kick it off and tell us what, what, what happened to you. Yeah, sure. So I'll start from the very beginning. Um, back in 2020, during the lockdown and everything during COVID, I actually suffered from a lot of anxiety. So I went to my general practitioner and, you know, the second I said that I was put on an SSRI called Prozac. Um, at first I was totally fine and I had no side effects, like no symptoms. And then, um, you know, I discontinued it. No problem. Let's just say, let's fast forward, uh, six months later, I end up with COVID and then somehow end up with long COVID, which was honestly debilitating. It was horrible. Um, I still have symptoms to this day. It's not as bad as it used to be, though. And then um, because of how bad that was for me, I decided to go back and try something else. Um, I tried Celexa. And, you know, I was given that right away. I tried it for anxiety again. And pretty much instantly, I ended up with general numbness, um, emotional blunting. And I just couldn't really feel anything. And I was freaking out. This was after the first pill, by the way, and mm -hmm. I started it and I, I didn't know what to do. I was just kind of like, I, I, read, I looked it up online and it said like, that's impossible to happen. And like, you know, that's, it's not a side effect. So I started panicking. I discontinued the medication immediately and I was just kind of in distraught for a while. And I thought it went away because a few days later it felt better. And then it came back rapidly and it was just like, ever since that, it has been the exact same. Um, so basically my experience is I have PSSD from one pill and I think it's actually crazy to me how this happens because I've told my general practitioner, I've told like two other, other doctors and they have dismissed me every single time. And I just think it's crazy to me how this stuff happens to people. Um, especially because like I didn't have anything wrong with me except for long COVID. I'm not sure if that plays a role. But yeah, I would say there's a lot wrong here, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Rosie the other day, and she and the exact same thing happened to her. She she reckons maybe within the space of a week or something like that. I mean, not long on the on the drug that the you know general anesthesia kicked in and like really intense kind of blunting, you know, yeah, emotional anesthesia. Sure, yeah. I would say the emotional blunting is the worst. Um, especially because we come off normal to people and we seem like we're doing okay, but we're really not inside. And that's like the worst part about it is like, I could talk to you just fine. Right. But I really can't feel anything in my head. So I've explained it as like, what I feel down there is what I feel up here. And it's like numbness down there. Right. So it's like numbness also in your head and <laughs> it's downright horrible. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to call it at this point. It just feels inhumane, like torturous. And I told my doctor and like, they just dismiss me every time. That's impossible. You know, that's, that doesn't happen, all this stuff. And it just made me lose a lot of faith and stuff like that because like, you know, 
usually doctors are supposed to listen to you or like people that you tell this to it's it's very difficult to understand so yeah and you know when you when you first got on the medication i mean tell me about that experience i mean how much discussion of like risk and benefit did you get when you you know the two times you got prescribed the medication what was that interaction like yeah so i actually saw my psychiatrist and um he straight up told me like hey you might have like like dysfunction on the medication but once you discontinue it it'll go away so i said okay well let's just say i don't like the medication and it doesn't work for me i could just get rid of it right so i started taking well started taking it because I only took one pill but literally an hour after I took this pill it all set in um emotional blunting general numbness and it just hasn't gone away it's been over a year and like it feels like this happened yesterday because of how fresh these symptoms still are and it just really makes me wonder like how is it possible for somebody to still be experiencing this one year later from one pill and I told my my psychiatrist and he was like, oh, let's do a gene test. So I'm not sure if you've heard of those like little gene tests that they do. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, I did one of those and he was like, okay, let's put you on something else. And that's when he gave me Wellbutrin. And I didn't try it because I was really scared too. And I feel like I dodged a bullet there by not trying it because I've seen people in the forums say that they tried this stuff and it made them even worse, which... I can't believe some people get even worse with this condition because like this is already horrible. So how could you like get, it's just, oh my, I don't even know what to say at this point. So uh, something I want to ask you is, um, so the first time you took Prozac, I mean, this didn't, this didn't happen. You didn't like after one pill, you didn't get this kind of wave of like blunting, right? Yeah. No, I had no side effects. Um, this was before I had long COVID. So okay. I had no side effects whatsoever. I was on it for was, about two months. Was it helpful? Did, was there a therapeutic effect? Was it, did you get that? Oh, okay. No, I didn't do anything at all. I didn't even notice anything on it. Um, I discontinued it with no issues as well. And I figured, okay, well, that was a waste. So. Okay. And yeah. the next thing I was going to say is, you know, a lot of people, when they start antidepressants, they will experience a degree of sexual, uh, you know, well, like I'll say sexual side effects you know maybe it's not fully noticeable to them for a little bit they'll say oh yeah you know maybe it was a, you know it's a little harder to masturbate or something like that or they'll say yeah i feel like a little bit like like turned down you know a little bit less reactive to things mm-hmm. your experience though at least i'm inferring was different because it sounds like after one pill you were just like something is definitely wrong so i was wondering if you could kind of go into further detail about like what was it about that experience after you took that one pill that made you say, oh, shit, I need to go on the Internet and figure out what's going on? Like, because because it sounds like it really surprised you. So please share as much detail as you can on that. Yeah, sure. So after I discontinued, discontinued the Prozac, um, I started Selexa several like a year later, maybe. This was obviously because of the stress of long COVID. So. I go on the Selexa and pretty much, like I said, immediately an hour after taking the pill, um, genital numbness sets in. I remember I was just like sitting there one day and I was like, wait, something feels off and I couldn't feel it. So like that is a side effect. I was already warned about that. So I expected that to happen. And something that happened also pretty much immediately was emotional blunting. So 
I just couldn't really like feel any emotions. Um, I didn't really feel real, if that makes sense. Like it, everything just felt really weird. I was kind of freaking out. And that is when I threw it away because I was like, this is not normal. And it has persisted with me ever since. Um, it was a nightmare for the first week. I didn't know what PSSD was. So I was told I had depression at first. And that was when they actually tried to put me on Wellbutrin. But obviously I didn't fall for it because I was like, this does not feel like depression. This is something else. So I did a lot of research and eventually I came to the PSSD subreddit. And that is where all my symptoms sounded to match up, unfortunately. And I have been here ever since. Okay. And, um, T t tell me a little bit more about the, the, I guess, the genital anesthesia. I've heard it described in different ways. I mean, how would how would you describe like what's going on down there? Like, if if you had to yeah, kind of capture so, the whole thing. Yeah, if I have to be like, I think the most accurate thing you could say is it feels like rubber. So mm -hmm. it does. It feels like dead skin, honestly. Like you can't really feel it. Um, I've, I as I described earlier, what I feel down there is what I feel up here in my head. So. It's like it. There's a very um, accurate correlation between like your genitals and like what your brain is doing because I can't really feel emotions either. So I feel like if I were to ever like beat the emotional blunting, I could also fix the issue down there. But there's also people in the forum who only have genital numbness and like not emotional blunting. So it's very like it's it's honestly such a mystery like why this happens and like why some people only have the numbness and not emotional blunting or vice versa okay and um do you um you know along with the genital numbness and all of that do you have the other symptoms that people often describe it's things like you know, it, it's difficulty maintaining an erection. You know, sometimes it's it, it's it could feel nearly impossible to reach orgasm. You know, there's a complete lack of sexual attraction. Like you may find someone who who you usually would have thought sexually attractive and become aroused, but that's very muted or it doesn't happen at all. Then, um, do, do you experience that other constellation of symptoms as well? Um. So, with in terms of erections, um. It will happen sometimes, especially when I'll try something that I think is going to help me. For example, a supplement. Um, mm -hmm. I'll give you a really good example. I tried ashwagandha before I knew it was bad for people with PSSD. And the, oh my God, I, I worsened it so badly. And luckily I went back to baseline, so it wasn't as bad. But for a couple of weeks, like I just couldn't even get an erection. Like I couldn't feel anything. It made it 10 times worse. I felt like a robot. And mm -hmm. I only took one pill of this as well. So my body is extremely sensitive with PSSD for some reason. So like anything that we try with this condition will like set in very quickly. And we'll be able to feel everything because like we already can't feel much. So noticing a difference in our emotions is like very, um, very specific. Okay. And, um, how does the emotional blunting affect you, I guess, on a, on a daily basis, whether it's with, you know, family, friends, you know, and things like that? Yeah, so that's a big one. Um, actually, I have, I feel like my brain did a full 180. So it's like, I used to be very outgoing. Um, I, I still can be outgoing. However, I just 
don't like to talk to people anymore. Like I have become such an introvert. Um, I like to turn down plants that my friends invite me to, or like people will call me up and say, Hey, like, what are you doing today? And like, I'll make up excuses because I just, I can't be around them anymore. It's just, I don't know how to explain it, but we just don't feel an interest in doing anything. So anhedonia is like one of the main symptoms of this disorder. And, you know, it's always mistaken for depression, but I never like experienced this. Like I had depression, I've had it in the past. So depression does not feel like this at all whatsoever. And I'd rather have depression over this because like, even with depression, I was still able to do things and like hang out with people. But this has just like locked me up at home and it's made me feel very out of the loop with everything. Um, I just feel disconnected from even my own body. I feel like I'm not even here every day. So yeah, it has made a huge impact on social interaction for sure. You know, the, the emotional anesthesia, which is typically described when, you know, I've talked to other people like this uh, with PSSD, they, they talk about, you know, there's, there's, very little kind of motivation that arises naturally to do much. You know, it's like everything has been so turned down internally that, you know, they may not feel excited about going to a birthday party or some kind of yeah. enjoyable gathering, um, maybe even to, to engage with their, you know, their schoolwork or, or, or things like that. It's just, you know, they're, they're so flat. I mean, is that, I mean, would you say that's a, a decent description of what's going on? Yeah, the flat feeling is 100% accurate. Um, I can give you a better example. Um, sure. I like to go out on the weekends and just like drink with my friends or like we go out to bars. You know, that you know how it works. Um, and I can't feel the effects of alcohol. So when I'm drinking, it's like I can't feel that happy, like euphoric feeling that comes from drinking alcohol. So it's like I could feel out of it from drinking, but like not like oh i feel great right now like that's just it's not there it's completely removed from our head like the dopamine part of our brain is completely destroyed so we can't feel that um so that's how i knew something was wrong especially when you try to find something that actually like forcibly increases dopamine it doesn't work so it's weird it's so weird to me how that happens because like you will try anything you can to feel that happiness effect but it's not there it's interesting. Um, off camera the other day, I was talking to Simon before we did our uh, interview and he described the same thing, you know, that, you know, he used to really enjoy going out and drinking with his buddies and he feels like alcohol does absolutely nothing to him. Um, yeah, I still do it. And it's like, it just doesn't do anything for me. Like I could go without drinking the rest of my life because like, what's the point? I can't feel anything from it or I can't feel anything from doing other stuff. So it's like, yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know if you use cannabis or, you know, anything else, uh, but I mean, have you, I mean, have, have you used cannabis before since, or, or since you've had PSSD and, and yes, if you so, have, have you had noticed anything different about the intoxication? So I, I smoked a little bit before PSSD. I wasn't a big smoker at all during my life. Um, however, I did try it at one point during PSSD. And I will say um, the after effect, it did alleviate my symptoms a little bit. However, like it came back like worse than it was before. So if you want to put that in terms of like crashing, um, I would say it like crashed my symptoms and made it a little bit worse temporarily. 
And then I went back to the baseline from what I've been at since I took this pill last year. So it's not for me. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and, and so with the alcohol, I mean, you can still get kind of what it sounds like, like intoxicated or out of it, but it doesn't, it, but with no like upside at all, not with that, like that pleasant, you know, disinhibition and maybe kind of, you know, that happiness in there that's not happening. No. And like, even the day after, like there will be times where I would forcibly drink a lot to see what would happen and nothing would come out of it at all. And like the next day I would barely feel the hangover. It would be like the headaches that I would get, even with like other illnesses. Like if I get a headache, it's very hard to feel it. So it's like something that it's so weird. I know, but something that like enables you to feel like a headache, it's like blunted. So it's like there, like I know it's there because of the pressure in my head, but I could barely feel even the headaches from like a hangover or just like any other illness. That's really interesting. How hard have you pushed things with alcohol? You know, like, like, do you feel like you at your, your actual tolerance is significantly higher um, be- no, because so, of this? No, there was a time when I would, I like completely stopped drinking for a solid month and a half. And then yeah. I went back to it and like, I still couldn't feel it. And I was like, I feel like I have a crazy tolerance, but that's clearly not the issue. It's the emotional blunt thing that's causing you to not be able to feel it. So like, I remember like my reactions gets very slowed down when I drink alcohol still, but I can't feel the euphoric, like happy effect or like, it's so, I feel almost sober because I don't do anything that's like that people do when they're drunk. But I know I'm, I'm like drunk because I'll be like slowed down. My reactions are very um, delayed and sometimes I'll even slur my words, but I can't feel anything. And it's just so weird to me how that happens tell me this have you i don't know if you ride skateboards bicycles or do any kind of sports or anything like that have you have you been injured since you had psd like like hurt in any bad ways fallen over scraped your arm or your knee or kind of had anything like that because I'd, I'd like to ask you about pain you know whether you know physical pain has changed for you in any way no so since psd um I'll go to the gym and stuff, which doesn't provide any relief, but I haven't been injured. Um, In terms of pain, I would say it's very slightly lower than it used to be. It's not as sensitive. However, I'm still able to feel pain almost to the way I was before when I had PSSD, before I had PSSD. Um, Yeah, my pain tolerance has not changed a whole lot. It's slightly less sensitive than it used to be. It's really interesting because it is looking like, you know, Rosie, when I spoke to her the other day, she, she, she was like, you know, how can I have such dramatic effects in some regions, you know, without being completely, you know, cognitively destroyed? Because like, I mean, the degree of her numbness was just so severe. And I mean, that's like a similar story with you where it seems like that sensation, the pain has been left completely intact. I mean, cognitively, mm-hmm. you seem very sharp and with it and all of that. But uh, yeah, we- like I seem like a normal person, but in my head, I can't really feel anything. So like, I, it's just so odd. And that's why doctors don't believe you because it's like they see that you're functioning fine on the outside, but on the inside, we feel like a void. Like there is nothing there. Um, 
like I've explained to you with alcohol, like, you know, it's a problem when you can't even feel anything from a forcibly like dopamine affecting drug. So yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot wrong. Another thing I'm interested in, in is, um, and this may apply to either intimate relationships. I don't know if you have one or not, or a, um, or other relationships with friends or family is oftentimes that, you know, feeling emotion and feeling uncomfortable, you know, maybe when you've inadvertently upset someone or, or something like that, that's like a driver to kind of, uh, you know, talk about things in a relationship or mend them. And so I was wondering, I mean, do you feel like it's more challenging to get those kind of natural signals to, to notice when things are happening in relationships where you need to respond to them? I, I don't know if you could kind of speak to that you know, what, what it's like almost functioning without this sense where you feel like emotions. Yeah. So I haven't been able to find anybody attractive or even have a sex drive since I got PSSD. Um, beforehand, I was like, I had like a somewhat situationship with somebody and like, she just had to go after I got this condition because it, it is so difficult to describe to anybody that you talk to who, like hasn't been through it so it's like it, it i didn't even bother explaining it i just kind of cut things off and i haven't had anybody in my life since then because you just can't it's downright impossible so like you can't like i will look at somebody and like i can't find attraction to them like i can't be attracted to anybody anymore um i like to describe myself as asexual because that's literally what happened to me so like being able to do anything sexual has been completely removed from my life. Yeah. Okay. Do you enjoy being around people and, and your family now, or is that like kind of, I don't know, you know, that, that good feeling that I guess, you know, you would have in the past or has that kind of gone and it's just something that you just do now. You're like, I guess they're my friends or I guess they're my family and I'll go like, could you talk about that? You know, whether you're still able to feel joy in those situations or if it's just, like you said, like disconnected and you're just this robot. Um, I would say it's more of a force. I want to be around my family. However, I can't feel anything, whether I'm separated from them, whether I'm with them. Um, everything is the same. Like my emotion does not change no matter what I do. Um, I'll give you a great example. I, I'm supposed to be graduating college. I'm, I got this job, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I can't feel anything from that. I'm just like, oh, cool, whatever. I don't really care. Like, I don't care about anything anymore. And that was never the person I was. I used to take everything, like, seriously. I used to, you know, enjoy the presence of others. And I used to enjoy going out and having fun. And, like, everything's such a force to me now. Like, people ask me to go out, and I make up excuses because I straight up just don't want to be there. And I could be content sitting here at home, and I would feel the same way if I'm out in public around a bunch of people. It's like, it doesn't change no matter what I do. I know this is kind of probably sounds like a stupid question, but like, what do you do for fun now when you actually don't feel joy? Or what I do you do to distract try, yourself? Yeah, no, that's not a stupid question because yeah. I feel like, like with someone with PSSD, like how much does it change your life? Um, I still do everything I used to. And I try to act like the person I was before because I try not to let this take over. And I go to the gym, I go out, like I mentioned on the weekends, um, I do everything with my family, I do all these things. And it's almost as if on the outside, I never changed. But on the inside, I just I'm doing this like, 
I, I feel like I'm all empty inside. There's nothing there. It's all an act. It's fake. And I just put this on because I'm like, what else am I supposed to do? I can't just be like a miserable like person for the rest of my life. So I have to force myself. And do you f- sorry, go on. No, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and I just feel like that's pretty much the only way to do it right now because there's really no treatment for this. Do you feel like people, do you feel like your friends and your fan? Well, let's start with your friends. Cause first, do you feel like your friends noticed, you know, that, 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 that you are acting in a way that, you know, things maybe seem a little bit less spontaneous or a little like, you know, ha- have they been able to pick up on that at all? Um, my friends haven't really noticed that I've been different. There were times when they would do things and I would like not go and I would tell them like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to come. I'll just make up an excuse and they'll be like, oh, wow, you've been so boring lately. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah I don't want to tell them about this because it's like they, it just they wouldn't get it. it. I just don't even bother explaining it because nobody would get it. I'm and- just thinking about like guys in general and just like. I think it's different with like, you know, like a group of girls. I feel like they're so in tune with their emotion, but I could totally see like a group of young guys just being so caught up in their own world so they wouldn't even notice. They don't know. Yeah. That's They don't really notice. Like there were times when they were like, yeah, you're being so boring, but I can't help that. I cannot feel anything. And regardless of what I do with you guys, I can't feel anything. Yeah. and and so tell tell me a little bit about like your um your your family what, what how have they responded to this you know when you've told them what's happened so yeah my family is aware of everything that's happened um my mom believes me she thinks it's crazy how like the FDA can still get away with this or whoever you know the pharmaceutical company they think it's crazy how like it's still not brought up to the public yet and. You know, it's just crazy to me how, like, it's supposedly a really rare condition from what they say online. And considering that I have something like this is just, like, out of this world. I would not expect to end up like this. Like, before I took this pill last year, I was like, oh, yeah, if I don't like it, I could just, like, throw it away just like I did with the pill before, like, a couple years ago. No, like, one pill, I'm just completely destroyed. So it's crazy. My family does believe me. Um, they think it's also crazy, but there's really nothing you could do. And I've said that before, like, I'm not even going to bother trying supplements anymore because I've crashed multiple times off of different supplements. Mm-hmm. And so, so you said that your mom believes you, like, is that saying like, maybe your dad has his doubts or I don't even bother telling my dad because it's like, he just would not believe me, <laughs> but yeah. he my mom is like huge on this kind of stuff. Like she, um, she had horrible side effects from trying not, not an antidepressant, but like a different medication. And she was just like, yeah, this is horrible. Like, I don't know how people could take this. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. So then I, I'm over here trying antidepressant and, and almost immediately I end up with this and it's just like, yeah, it, it kind of proves that like not all medications are meant for everybody. And, you know, they need to be tested more because this stuff happens to people and it's not brought up in the public because it's a serious thing. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I'm, I'm going to, and, and you don't have to answer this, but 
you know, w- with your dad, is it more like he's just like, hey, you know, just go go and talk to the doctor, see what they say. You know, is that like the kind of general vibe or like, like what is it about it that you think makes you nervous to bring it up with him or just feel like it's just like it's a lost lost cause? Um, It's more so I just know he wouldn't get it. Um, as well as like friends and like other people, like just normal people out in the world, nobody would get it unless they have it. And like the fact that you're out here interviewing people, I really, really appreciate it because people are very not in tune with this. So being able to talk to somebody about this is like life-saving because nobody seems to know what this is. Nobody would even be able to tell unless you told them about it because you still come off as the person you were beforehand. However, you are completely destroyed inside. Yeah, you should, um, you know, if you ever have an interview that you need to show someone else for like a similar case, I mean, Rosie's is probably, it's it's very similar to yours. Um, well, at least my impression of just how she describes right. like yeah, being I totally. Would say, yeah. I would say everybody acts the same with this condition. Like yeah. we all have these same symptoms. And if not, like yeah. some people will only have like sexual symptoms, whereas other people will have cognitive symptoms. I would say the cognitive symptoms are worse because like you can't feel emotions. Like it takes a huge toll on your life because your normal functioning like self beforehand is completely destroyed. You're just a shell. That's all it is. It's literally a shell of your former self. And you want to be the person you were before, but it's so difficult because you, no matter what you do, you can't get it back. That's what it's like. Tell tell me about some of the treatments that you've tried. If you could just kind of just rattle through them and just quickly tell us, you know, what happened after each one, because I think yeah, that's so, an important thing for people to hear as well. Yeah. So at first, before I even knew what PSSD was, um, when I was told I had depression, I didn't even bother taking another pill because at that point I was just, I had no faith in the medical community. I was like, this is horrible. I'm not going to take another pill. What if it makes it worse? So I tried ashwagandha, which I, again, is horrible for people with PSSD, but I didn't know. So I'm over here trying it and I just felt really weird taking it. Like it's supposed to get rid of anxiety and I couldn't even feel my anxiety because of PSSD. Like I couldn't feel anything. So I take it and like, I felt even more emotional blunted and I just didn't even know what to do at that point. I just felt like I didn't even exist. So I just sat there for hours until it wore off. And then it made it even worse temporarily. And that was, that was hell. I was like, do I just go to like a mental hospital or something? Because I felt so horrible. And then I was like, no, because they're just going to make me worse. So I stayed home and I just dealt with it somehow. And then several months later, I tried a, an herb. It was called, I believe, rhodiola or rhodolia or something like that. Yeah. I tried that. Um, as well as uh, Shishandra, I think it's called. And they're both herbs used to treat, like, I don't know, different things. But in the forum, people said that they recovered from some of these. So I was looking at recovery stories, and I was like, well, maybe if I try these, it will work. So I tried both, and they actually didn't help whatsoever. Um, I got worse for, like, two days, and then it went back to normal. Um, So I threw them both out, and then... For my last resort, I tried hops, which um, is very common in the forum. So it actually calmed me down a lot. Like it got rid of that like fight or flight reaction. Um, it was very calming. 
However, it did not get rid of the emotional blunting or any other symptoms of PSSD. In fact, it made the general numbness worse. I couldn't even get an erection at that point. Um, it's almost like, I think the best way to describe it is it increased the amount of serotonin in the brain like too much to the point where the sexual dysfunction was just like, it was so severe. I stopped using it like after two days, but yeah, it increased. I think it increased serotonin, which is not something we need because it personally made me so much worse. Okay. Interesting. Um, and, and when other people in the forum have tried hops, have they noticed any improvement in the sexual side effects or is it mostly just everyone kind of says, yeah, it kind of calms me down or it varies between the people in the forum. Like that's what I'm saying. And there's people who will actually get better from like using hops or any other supplement, but then there's people who will get significantly worse. And it's like Russian roulette. Like you're playing a very dangerous game here. Like you're trying something and you're either going to get permanently worse or you're going to get better. So it's like, do you really want to risk that? And there's been other things that I wanted to try, but I'm just too scared because it's like, I don't think I can afford to get worse and I don't want to get worse. Your, your symptoms, have they been stable, getting worse or improving slightly, I guess, since, uh, since your, the, the original injury? So I would say, uh, throughout the first couple months of having PSSD, I was doing a little bit better. And I remember about four months in, five months in, I started to feel like everything coming back. And I made the horrible mistake of trying ashwagandha, like we mentioned, because my anxiety came back as well, because that was the main problem. And, um, you know, that set me back completely. And then... I tried, like I said, the other two supplements uh, later on. And that, I think, after trying hops, it completely like destroyed me permanently because it's been about six, uh, six months now and I have seen no improvement whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another question, another personal one, which, which you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Um, is there any, you know, and I'll ask you this because I've seen statistics and things like that. So I know men look at pornographic material. Is is there any interest in that, uh, at all? Uh, or is it just kind of like not interested anymore? doesn't do anything. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't like do any of that. I, yeah. I am such an asexual person now. Like, if you want to put it that way, I think that's the best way of saying it. I have no sexual interests. I don't even care about dating someone or like being with someone because I just can't. <laughs> it's completely removed from my life. Mm. Um, I want to ask you: When did you realize it was PSSD? You know, how soon after? your injury i guess did it take you to kind of piece it together with your own research um i would say it took me two months to figure it out the first month when i saw my doctor um first of all he told me it was impossible to feel this way so i said well i do feel this way so what am i supposed to do and he said well you just have major depression so he was like here's wellbutrin um you know take it you know once a day or whatever so I go home and I was just, I remember staring at the bottle and I was like, 
what if this makes me worse? I just had a gut feeling that this, it would make me so much worse. So I threw it away and I did a lot of research because I, like I mentioned earlier, I've had depression in the past and depression is nothing like this. And it just like depression can cause anhedonia. However, you could still feel things from like forcibly, uh, you know, excreting the dopamine. And like, I've tried, you know, alcohol or like, you know, turning to some drugs because I was like, what if it's like just in my head, but it wasn't because I can't feel anything from these things. So yeah, overall, I would say I figured out after two months, um, I found an article online about PSSD and that is actually what led me to the forum because I did more research on it. And the first thing that came up was Reddit. And at the time there was like maybe 5,000 people in the forum. I believe now there's like, like 7,500 around there. Jesus. I mean, something I've talked with like a lot of the other folks about is, I mean, unless you're, unless you go and do this research and unless you find this, you could easily be tricked into thinking it was depression. I mean, you could be oh, gaslit yeah. into it. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe you don't even bring up the sexual stuff. And, you know, I, I was talking with Carlton and Simon a little bit about like, what it can do to your like uh your sexual identity or you know all all of these kinds of things like if you did not know that this was pssd how confusing it would be you know to suddenly feel asexual and then to be like you know what has happened to me the um, gaslighting is crazy i can't even begin to explain i've seen three doctors about this now because at first i was really like uh, uh dissatisfied with what my doctor told me um, you know, it's impossible. It's all in your head. And I didn't take that. I knew there was something else going on. So I stopped seeing that doctor. And once I found out what PSSD was, I actually saw a different one, mentioned it to him. And he didn't write down all of my notes that I like explain my symptoms. Right. So I remember looking at the notes after, and there was like one symptom he noted down and like not the discontinuation of the antidepressants and the permanent sexual dysfunction. It was not written on the notes. So I was like, this guy definitely knows something. He's just hiding it or he just like didn't want to believe me because why would you write down notes and not like write down that part that I said was my worst symptom? So, yeah. You know, the interesting thing is like how, you know, in psychiatry, I think there's like uh, holy drugs, you know, you know, that, you know, that you must not, um, criticize and and i really feel like the antidepressants have kind of fallen into this category because you know for for a really long time it's been known that you can develop tardive dyskinesia this is a, a side effect of antipsychotic medications where people have involuntary movements you can get that after a single dose i mean i've seen it in drug labels i've seen it in the literature so we're talking about some people taking an antipsychotic for one day and having permanent neurological problems with ongoing damage and then you go and see your doctor and they go oh no this can't happen you know it's it's an yeah. antidepressant when there's you know there's an analogy i mean th this has happened with other psychiatric drugs sure it's not this kind of emotional anesthesia but i mean we're talking about movement disorders uh, i i think i always think it's interesting how oh it's okay over here but when it comes to something like this you know no that can't happen and you know don't, don't even talk about it because you're going to scare people away from taking these medications right. which they really need when the message should be like 
hey, let's not give these medications to people unless they absolutely need to be on them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think that's crazy too because like I know a lot of people who are actually on antidepressants and, you know, half of those people are my friends and those people as my friends, they're fine taking this medication. They don't have side effects like anything. You know, one time I asked like one of my friends, I was like, do you experience like any bad side effects just because I was curious? And I remember she said like, no, like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like a lot of people don't experience this stuff even on the antidepressants and then they get off and they're just fine. Um, mm-hmm. I had a family member who was even on antidepressants for a while, multiple at once. And she got off and she was absolutely fine. And it's like, why did this happen to me? Because, you know, is it like gene related? It, it can't be because my sister was on these and she was just fine. So why did this happen to me after literally one pill? Like, that's impossible. That's, that's what the doctor told me. They were like, that's impossible. Like, that's not happening. That's not real. It's all in your head. And then, you know, this forum, there's a lot of people who took one pill and ended up this way. So it's just crazy. Like, how does that even work? It's, there's just so many questions that need to be answered here. And that's, I guess, what research has to do once we fund that. But Yeah, I, th- I think that's really interesting because, I mean, a lot of people could say, oh, you know, you've been chronically exposed to the drug. Now the receptors are downregulated and we're just waiting for things to heal. But that doesn't really make sense if you just take a drug for one day. I mean, something has, you know, something has changed. And I mean, I mean, what has changed in there, but it's, everything has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Made it change like that after one pill, whereas like other family members were fine and they didn't even notice anything after discontinuing it. That's crazy. How does that happen? I like to blame it on long COVID because before long COVID, I'd never had issues like this. I took an antidepressant, discontinued it just fine. And then after long COVID, like I try an antidepressant and immediately like, it was like that, like a snap of a finger. I end up with all these problems permanently. So like, was it a severe immune reaction or like, what was it that caused me to like, end up basically dead inside? <laughs> like, what did it? That's, that's the part that I just want to know. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I, know. But I think as, as we get more of these stories together, eventually someone smart enough will hear it and they'll go, actually, you know, I think it fits this pattern. You know, it's immune reaction to this part of the neuron, which is found, you know, specifically in the areas for like, I don't know, emotional, you know, emotion and, and the sexual things. And let's look at that, you know. I just think it's crazy how a lot of people experience the same symptoms. So when we explain emotional blunting, we all experience the same exact thing. Like we can't feel attraction to people. We become asexual. We can't really feel the effects of like drugs. We can't really like feel anything to forcibly increase the amount of dopamine in the brain because we try to do things like that, like just to see if it's still working. And it just doesn't like it's, it's like suppressed. Like it's, it's on mute. That's what it feels like. And like, it's definitely there. It has to be, but it's just like muted and we don't know how to undo it. You know, one thing I've heard about like a lot um, from talking to community members is that, I mean, it's like a fatal condition. Sometimes some people just kill themselves after they develop this. For sure. Can you provide any insights? Like what, what do you think, what, what makes someone end their life with this condition? Because there's a lot of people that, that, I guess they they keep on going. You know, what what do you think tips people over 
over the edge just from your experience being in the community? Um, there were, I can't even tell you how many times I've had suicidal thoughts with this condition. Um, honestly, like every other day I think mm-hmm. about it, but I'm like, you know, it's in the end, I would be destroying my family. Like some of my friends, like I can't do something like that. And I just feel like there will be something eventually to help with our condition. Like I know there's multiple people helping with this community and like really smart doctors who have like tried to help us and like they're actively looking for stuff. For example, um, Dr. Healy, I think in the, yeah. I've seen a lot that he's really trying to help us. And, you know, a lot of this gives me hope because I'm like people, there are people aware of what's going on. It's not like we're like completely hidden, but we need to get out there more because like people are still not aware of this. And, um, yeah, it has made me think about killing myself many times. Um, there were times when I thought about going into a, like a mental hospital and I was like, what is that going to do for me? That's just going to make me worse because they're going to load me up with antidepressants that caused this in the first place. So I am kind of at a dead end and I just kind of push through every day because it's, we're basically already dead. Like, that's what it feels like. We're already dead. Our lives ended when this happened. And it's like, what's the point of moving on? That's a lot of people's mindsets with this. Um, you know, I just feel like you have to keep moving forward because eventually there will be something to help. And that's what I'm hoping for. Um, so you think it's, it's, it's mostly that feeling of like, my life has, it's like, there's no joy, there's no p- purpose. Cause yeah. Like what's the be- point? That's basically what people think. Cause I know some people, you know, when you, when you're dealing with general mental, mental health stuff, I mean, people can be like, I'm so anxious. I'm so overwhelmed. Like I feel so much pain. It's like, it's like their heart hurts. They walk around with like a pit in their stomach and dread oh. and that can push them over the edge. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like at least from your experience, it's just this like, like, what is the point? You know, what is the point of like just living with no feeling and, you can't find anything fun. Like there's nothing that brings joy. Um, no matter how much you try, like even if you try drugs to force yourself to feel better, it still doesn't work. It's like you're in this never ending nightmare and no matter what you do, it just doesn't get better. Or like sometimes you could even make it worse by trying things. So that's why I just like don't even bother. I just stay away from everything. Um, you know, I still like to drink alcohol on the weekends with my friends and stuff. However, there's like still no joy that comes out of that either. So, you know, what's the point? You know, one thing I'm interested in, to your knowledge, um, has anyone tried like ecstasy or like cocaine? You know, just because we've been talking about no dopamine in your system. I wonder if you've heard of anything like that and, you know, how PSSD responds to, you know, heavy dopamine stimulants and heavy kind of drugs yeah. like that. So um, I haven't tried any hard drugs like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've tried marijuana, uh, you know, drinking is the only thing I've done, but I've seen people in the forum who have tried like pretty much every drug in the book. And a lot of people, it was a mixed reaction. So there were multiple people who tried shrooms, I believe, and some got better and some got worse, like to the point where like the crash was so bad that they just like don't even know the point of living anymore. And that really made me realize like I should never try any of these because it will probably make me worse. And I just stay away from it. I used to be on Adderall because I do have ADHD. So I remember when I took Adderall, um, 
it crashed me pretty bad. Like I was able to feel it in the moment. And after it wore off, the crash was so horrendous. I've never felt that in my life. Like it was soul crushing. And I was like, why am I so sensitive to everything I try? Like ever since when you say crashed, like just that level of feeling dead inside and disconnected. Yeah, is that, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So let me elaborate more. Um, when we use the word like crash in the forum and just in general, um, when you crash off of a supplement that we try or like a drug or anything, it means your symptoms got way worse and they just like, don't get better. It's like, you're like already dead. Like this is like the middle level of your emotions. They're always flat. And then you try something and you crash and it just dips like down there. And you stay down there because it doesn't get better or it doesn't like get any worse. But yeah. Okay. Well, sh- well, Sean, this has been like a really informative just, you know, for me to talk, to talk with you. I, I don't have any other questions on, on, on my side, um, except, you know, a couple of things. I mean, do you take any other medications now? Do you have any medical conditions or anything like that? No, I would say. Besides long COVID, I don't have any conditions. Um, I don't take any medications. I never did. And especially having PSSD, I'm just so scared of trying anything at this point because like I can very easily get worse because I know it's, I have a potential to become worse and that will destroy me even more. Okay. Any messages that you want to share to, um, I guess other sufferers of PSSD or, you know, their support systems who are helping them get through this? I would say definitely believe what we're saying because I like when I first read about PSSD, I didn't want to believe it. Um, I thought it was just so rare that I didn't have it. And I did think it was depression at first. And then, you know, I read more up about it and I was like, wow, this is real. This is what I'm feeling every single symptom here. And it is real. It is not listed as a side effect on the drugs in the USA. And that still amazes me how like they still manage to get away with that but there's just so much wrong with this condition and i hope people can spread awareness about it more and especially in the forum like there's almost eight thousand people like it has to get out at some point so i would just say people need to be more cautious about taking medications and look up side effects that aren't listed on the drug box because they are not listed for example this condition is not there yeah Sean, thank you so much for uh, yeah agreeing to chat with me and and talk about and talk about this. I of course it, it it's been great. Yeah, yeah, um, I appreciate it. Okay, well, great. Well, you take care and um and yeah, lovely talking to you. Yeah, you as well. Have a good Thanks. one. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to see the full video interview, we also post these to YouTube. Just go to Wit During Psychiatry on YouTube to find those. You'll also find several YouTube exclusive videos from Drs. Yosef and Marissa posted several times a week. Finally, if you need help with your drug taper, getting a second opinion, or managing your post-acute withdrawal, come visit us at witduringpsychiatry.com. Our sole focus is on helping patients regain control of their lives and achieve optimal mental health on as little medications as possible.